Welcome to Picture This, a podcast dedicated to film. That's all we know, that's all we love, that's all we think about. This is Picture This. Hello, movie fans. This is Movie Mix and... This is Uncle Bill. How's it going, Uncle Bill? Going pretty good. Pretty good. We're from San Jose today. We're broadcasting live, but by the time you listen to it, yeah, it will be, be uh, yeah. not live Done. recorded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there might be a little bit of echo in here. This room is pretty big, um, so if you hear a little echo, don't worry. Yeah. Um, how's Valentine's Day for you, Uncle Bill? Awesome. Went out to dinner. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Did you watch the Oscars? Uh, no. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I don't believe in the Oscars. I think they're pointless. You think they're pointless? Ah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think I have the... Uh, yeah, I don't watch the Oscars because uh, they never put my favorite movies on. It's always uh-huh. like some movies that I'm like, yeah, that was a good movie, but not the best movie for me at least. Uh, why don't you like... So you never watch them, but you stop watching them. I haven't point. watched the Oscars really since 2003, two. Wow, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, probably me yeah. 2010. Probably that's when yeah. I was like, okay, this is just a waste of time. Yeah, remember people used to have like parties to be like, oh, we're gonna pick they the movie. Do. Oh, they, they still, still do. Oh, they still do. Yeah, there's a lot of rich people. <laughs> a lot of rich people. They like to do. I was talking to a coworker, not to go off on too much of a tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we have and, time. And she was like, oh yeah, um, I love the Oscars because I said like, oh yeah, who watches the Oscars? Well, I know people watch the Oscars, and she does on the side catering. So they have goes to this rich person's house and they watch they watch Oscars. Oh, excuse me, Uncle yeah. Bill. Oops. <laughs> this is life. We don't edit anything. So though yeah, you got Uncle Bill over there, he's doing his thing. Um yeah, uh what before we get to the movies, Uncle Bill, uh so I got I got us uh, a Instagram account. It's uh-huh. picture this movies against picture again, picture this movies. And if you ever want to talk to us or you want to be interviewed for a movie talk, uh, just send us a message there and then we'll get to it. We'll get to you at one point, okay? Um, All right, Uncle Bill, are you ready to start? Yeah, are you ready? I am. Are you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Streaming, what do you got for me? Ah, streaming. So I have this movie that uh, had a little bit of attention a few years ago, which is called Killing Me... Killing Them Softly. Killing Them Softly. Okay, yeah, yeah I heard of that. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, has Brad Pitt and James Gandolfini and some really good character actors in the movie. And it's basically about a mob game that's uh, been held up by these criminals. No one really knows who they are. And uh, the main character, played by Brad Pitt, is a mob enforcer named Coogan. And Coogan has to find the men who held up the game. And, of course, since he works for the mob, as you can guess, eliminate them. And so the movie is great because it's not simply a mob movie, but it's a movie about politics, about the election of Barack Obama. What? And about how, you know, uh, the economic, unstable economic times, and it uses this mob game as as a... as, as a way of showing you that these times and how it affects people and how economic instability affects everyone. So it's a great movie and, and people really should watch it. I think it's great. It's kind of preachy in some ways, but mm. if you like the Friends of Eddie Coyle, 
Mm. Um, the author of that book wrote the book that was the basis of this movie. Mm. Got it. So it's um, it's a really good movie. There's a lot of great lines in the movie and a lot of it's more dialogue based instead of like there's shootouts and things like that. There is violence, but it's mostly yeah. discussions on uh, Brad Pitt's character hates having to see people die, basically. <laughs> he's, so, a, he's a, a uh, killer? Yeah, it's... and so basically he loves, as he says, killing them, um, you know, softly, you know, killing them from a, a distance, mm, basically. Got it, that's why he's just so hot. Wait, yeah. Brad Pitt, like, how's his acting on, in this Oh, movie? it's really good. I mm. mean, he's pretty um, convincing as this assassin. Oh, wow. As this enforcer, as they would call them the mob so i really enjoyed the movie and i and i think it's a great movie and i think people should uh, go out and, and see it it's on hulu and mm. i it's we're right now it's playing on imdb their streaming service for free and so you can watch it and or see it on amazon but either way uh people really should see it it's a really good movie. wait uncle ben i didn't know imdb had uh yeah they have, a, streaming service. they have a street but of course, if it's free, it has commercials. So that's uh, the only thing. I mean, commercial I breaks. I, I kind of hate it because yeah. you're watching the movie and then all of a sudden <laughs> there's a Snickers commercial in the middle of it. And you're like, oh. Somebody just got killed. Hey, you want some Snickers? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. What did you give it? Uh, between one and um, ten? I, I give it a seven. A you seven. know, it's, it's not a bad movie. Mm. It's like a great B movie. It's not mm. a. You know, I mean, I know they really put a lot of effort into it, but I mean, it's shot in in uh, in the South oh, okay. instead of being in Boston. Yeah. Boston has a certain, I don't know, I've never been about, but I assume I've been it's Boston. really green in yeah. Boston. Yeah, it's green. Yeah. You know, it's in, in, and uh, similar to San Jose, yeah. it's, you know, a lot of tall buildings and things. You don't really have that. Like, see, oh. I've been to the South. Okay. And I can tell you there's a lot of empty lots and, and things like that. It just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like Boston. Yeah. And they don't mention Boston, really. People have accents, but it kind of, you know, it, it doesn't want to mention it because it's like, clearly it's not in Boston, filmed in Boston, you know. It doesn't, so, okay. That's the only thing that kind of, it's a hang-up. I mean, they could have shot it in L.A. and said it was where, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's good. Okay, it's yeah. good enough to be seen. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll go watch that because I actually... I yeah. think Anapurna made it. Uh, somebody, I, somebody yeah. made it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whenever they make movies, I'm like, yeah. okay, they make. Yeah, it's movies. a good movie. And, yeah. and, and Friends of Eddie Coyle is a pretty good movie. I like, you know, if you like that kind of Boston crime. Ah, uh, okay. Movie. I'll look into that because I'm from. Yeah. Bo I mean, I grew up in Boston, so I yeah, I yeah. So I, you should like, you know, the movie. There's there's a couple of other Boston crime. Movies. Yeah. Okay, I'll check into yeah. that. I I have uh, Honey Boy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it's on Prime. Mm -hmm. uh, Shia LaBeouf mm -hmm. uh, basically is his life. Mm -hmm. He plays his dad, mm -hmm. which for me, Shia should have gotten the nominee for Best Supporting Actor, and he sh also should have gotten the Oscar for that. Yeah, sure. Because that's how good yeah. he was. I mean, yeah. you're sitting there. Yeah. He's... Not to give you too much into the movie, but basically, yeah. he and his dad had a tumultuous relationship, an sure. abusive relationship, sure. and he's playing the abuser, his dad, <clears throat> in this movie. Uh, and so, it's so good. 
and you go back between the past and the present uh, mm. within the movie. Awesome. Uh, and you never get lost. And you're like, wow, man, this is so good. How I think that's cool. Yeah, dude, you should. I am telling you. Yeah, Bill, you I know. It's, it's on Prime. I have Prime, so I'll watch yeah. it. Yeah. Look into that. Uh, yeah. I really like it. I give it like an eight. That's awesome. how good it was. It okay. should have been like uh, nominated, but it didn't, which is one, so. of, one of the reasons why I, I didn't watch the Oscars. Um, well, you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> The good movies never make it, huh? Yeah, they never put it on. They don't care. <laughs> I thought Little Women should have been nominated more, but hey. yeah, they yeah, yeah that too. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah, they don't. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Anyways, but it's on Prime. Yeah, go see it. You're gonna love it. Um, mm -hmm. now a movie that you saw the movie theater. And you have something different today. Well, I have okay. a, a different. I want to support the local. Um, uh, um, Our, our local theaters that are showing older films, mm. and I want to support the Stanford. And I think the Stanford is very important because mm -hmm. it's going to be one of the only ways that you see a lot of older films, some say 1930s or... Can I plug something yeah. in there, Uncle Bill? Just so that the listeners know, we're not sponsored by the Stanford. Yeah, we're not just, sponsored yeah, by the Stanford. Just so we're not, sure. we're just, we want to tell you that, yeah, they're not... No money is coming our way. So that that's basically it. But I just wanted to mention them because I really like that theater. I've seen a lot of different movies there, and I really like it. And I think if you're a listener, you enjoy movies, enjoy classic movies, you'll really like the Stanford Theater. And right now, and it's going to be ending, um, but they're showing Akira Kurosawa's film. So that's Yojimbo, Seven Samurai, Uh, Drunken Angel, like all those That's films, one. Yeah. and um, so they're showing all those films. And I think you know, if you enjoy those films and you want to see them, and you haven't seen them, let, let's be clear on DVD. I would before seeing them on, on DVD, I'd run out over there and see them. And hey, it's only like twelve bucks, I think, to see the movie. Yeah, and you can get popcorn and you know, drinks and all that. And it's only like two or three dollars for that stuff. So you're, you're actually saving uh, instead of going to like, let's say AMC or Cinemark <laughs> where like, it's going to be over a hundred dollars by the time you, yes. you're done. So yeah. Wait, uh, the Stanford is located where? The Stanford is located on University Avenue in Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you said you, Oh, by the way, sorry for listeners. Uh, if you don't know who Kur Kurosawa is, he's one of the greatest directors. Uh, he's from Japan, uh, but you should definitely watch his movies. And so you went to see Seven Samurai, right? Seven Samurai. And how was that? It was terrific. I had never seen it on the on the big screen. Oh wow! And so it was like just amazing to see it on the big screen because you you really understand why people love this movie. I mean, this movie had so much influence on. American film. I mean, Yojimbo, there wouldn't be Clint Eastwood without Yojimbo. Wait, can you tell us why, Uncle Bill? Uh, because basically, A Fistful of Dollars is a remake of Yojimbo. Ah, got it. Yeah, it's it, unofficially in a way. Mm. Of course, Kurosawa saw it and was like, wait a minute, this is my movie. Where's my money? <laughs> Did they give him the money? I don't know. I think he sued and he eventually got the money. But ah. yeah, it's You wouldn't have that whole character. Yeah, I want to. I want to go back to that, but can we go back uh, sure, a little bit? Sure. So you said uh, Seven Samurai, but you were telling me a story about 
that movie and the troubles that it went through. Oh, to get so made. the movie like it was filmed. Uh, uh, um, it wasn't filmed on set. It was filmed somewhere out in Japan. Out, mm. you know. And so normally at that time, Toho liked to film make its movies on the sound stages mm-hmm. or on on the little you know lot lot yeah. they had. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted an actual to feel like an actual place and not to like just have to cut because you are you're on a set. So, um, so he actually found a place. He filmed it. But they they started running into a, a whole lot of problems, weather mm. issues. Um, Kurosawa got sick eating some like bad beef, <laughs> and and the studio and he was running behind too. Yeah. He had he need he didn't have the shots that he needed. So the studio was ready to fire him. Kurosawa went fishing and was like, "Look, they're not going to waste money." Um, they're gonna finish the movie. Yeah, they're gonna finish the movie, and they're gonna hire me because at the time they wanted to hire another director, a B movie director, mm. um, fairly right wing. Mm. He thought Seven Samurai was a communist film. Um, uh, sorry, for those of us that have seen it, it's not a communist film. At well, all. I mean, you can read a lot of metaphors into yeah. that. Film. I will say like, maybe a socialist film where the yeah, communities coming together to. Yeah, buy, but yeah. I mean, again, it was 1950s, so yeah. I mean to. If you were like pretty right wing, you're going to look at, oh my God, it's a, you know, so he thought, that guy thought so. And Kurosawa was eventually hired back. Mm. And yeah. And they also thought the crew was going to mutiny because Kurosawa was so, people were so devoted to him. Oh, wow. Everybody, people were so devoted to him. This is the, uh, not, we have time, but this is the first movie where Americans, well, Yes, right. This is the, like the biggest movie that made him like yeah, his sure. name over all over Europe, all over sure. the US, where people were like, wow, this movie is really good. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of people saw it and were just blown away by it, and um, they they sold the rights really cheap. I don't mm. think they were sold for that much money, and they made a pr- pretty good western out of it. The mm. you know the Magnificent Seven. Seven, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's another story I can get into about yeah. that movie. I mean, Kurosawa yeah. go, go for it, apparently yeah. loved this Magnificent Seven so much. That, that the he, Western version yeah, of okay. that he sent the director a samurai sword. What? Yeah. You, have you seen the, the the cowboy? Yeah, yeah. I have not seen it. It's, Is it good? It, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not like the original. Like, well, here's a story. Like, if if someone out there can get the original script mm-hmm. walter uh yeah. walter newman uh-huh. wrote a screenplay that i've been trying to get my hands on <laughs> which is a version of the magnificent seven, seven. yeah that is a lot closer to the japanese, the japanese movie, oh my movie. god and it involves civil war soldiers oh. as the characters uh-huh. that you see so they're they're the equivalent of mm. the samurai and so they, so I mean, it was supposed to have Spencer Tracy in it, but so I mean, if someone can tell me where you can find that screenplay, that'd be great because that's closer to the version that that would have been like the Japanese uh, film that was made. So that's yeah. a little side you, note, a little yeah. You just mentioned then that reminded me of uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly because mm-hmm. it has to do with the Civil sure. War, yeah, and how they like, yeah. wait, who's the enemy yeah. here? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, Uncle Bill, thank you very much for like those like 
That's why I love talking to Uncle Bill yeah. about movies yeah. because he has yeah. all these great little stories uh, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love when you tell me all that stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. I need yeah. to read more, more up on, uh, on those movies. Um, what do you give Seven Samurai? <laughs> I give it an eight. An eight. Okay. Yeah, it's a very, it's a good movie. I mean, some people really love the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I will give it an A too. It's it's I mean it yeah. is one of those good. I mean, by the way, there's other Japanese directors that were as good as Kurosawa. They just didn't get the recognition. Um, yeah. They, but yeah. yeah, he he's amazing. Yeah. Um, I went and I think I told you the last time we talked about uh, movies. Yeah. And so clemency, uh, yeah. clemency is about a topic that I care about the yeah. death row. Yeah, uh, sure. Um, death yeah. penalty, I guess. Death penalty. Um, yeah. And so it's about a movie about the warden, the person that runs the jail. Mm-hmm. And she has been doing this, meaning executing people yeah. for a long time now. Sure. Uh, and then we get to see how that affects her life. Yeah. Uh, the movie is really good, well acted, uh-huh. well directed, well paced. There are moments where people will call her by her official title, warden. Yeah. And she wouldn't even pay attention to them. And as soon as they call her by her name... Then she'll like come out of like this weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What sure. she's, yeah. She's just thinking so, far away. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's Alfred. Alfred Woodard. Yeah. Alfred Woodard. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. She's a great. She's actor. a yeah. She's yeah. A, yeah. She's amazing. Um. Yeah. And then the other thing is like I just want to give people a warning. The first scene, Uncle Bill. Mm-hmm. It's an execution. Sure. And he's. It's scary what the, like this because uh, sure. they, they, they did it like realistically as, sure. as realistic yeah. realistically as they can get to yeah. that and it's really scary what they have to do in order to yeah um, yeah execute a person sure uh, anyways but I loved it it's really good it's not for everyone uh, because again the subject matter it might yeah, not be for you some yeah. yeah um but anyways yeah. I give it a seven. Um, it's it's really good. I don't. Yeah. You should see it. I don't know that it's playing yeah. in San in San Jose. So. Yeah, I'll have to see that that whole that movie reminds me of uh, an article I read in Esquire a few years ago the about la- about the last um, the the last uh, what was it called? Oh, guillotine. Um, oh, um, wow. Yeah, the the man who like the, uh, the executioner, the, executioner. the last guillotine executioner in France. Oh my! When was this? They were still executing people. Like, yeah, yeah. Nineteen. It might be nineteen fifty. They uh, stopped or something. It was like it wasn't too long, too long ago. Long ago. Wow. And what, but, how was his life? Sorry, not to deviate. Too uh, he felt bad that he oh. couldn't do it anymore. He oh. liked doing it. Yeah, because I mean, you, there was his life. I mean, that's all he did was just like pull the hair. Yeah. Chop. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes! This is great scene in uh, Battle of Algiers. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen it. Where they bring out one of the people, one of the I don't know, one of the rebels, I guess, or the terrorists, as they yeah, call them. Yeah. Uh, and like how they do that scene where they put his head through the guillotine, right? Yeah. And then they pan out to the windows in the in the prison, and then you just hear that. Yeah. And then people like screaming. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um. Okay. So now uh, let's talk about an uh, or a praise an unappreciated film. What do you have, Uncle Bill? Uh, there was a film that came out in 1999. Oh, that must be years ago for some people. <laughs> but the film was called 8mm, and it starred Nicolas Cage as a private detective who sees a film called what might be called 
would be called a snuff film. And this leads him on a journey where he has to figure out, okay, is this the film real? And if it is real, who's the girl? And if, the, if it is a real, if it's a girl that was actually killed, who's this girl? And it's this terrific, um, fantastic, dark film that I, I've, just, I've seen on television several times and, and I watched again recently that is... I can't, I can't take my eyes off of it. It's just so incredible. It has incredible performances. It has this, it's shot in this way that, you know, it feels sleazy, but it feels real. Like they're, I mean, Joel Schumacher has directed it. And of course he's known for Batman Forever mm -hmm. and The Lost the mm -hmm. Lost Boys and those um, 1980s films. Flatliners, they're really mm -hmm. good films. Really yeah. So can I ask a question? Uh, oh, sorry. Uncle sure. Bill, can sure. you tell people what a snuff film is? Okay. So a snuff film is, if you actually believe it, because it's it's an urban legend. It's, it's, urban a, legend, it's yes. a film that is made in which a person is shown to be murdered, mm. and we can't tell if it's real. We or can't not. tell if it's real now. A lot of people believe they're fake. Like mm -hmm. the FBI has done, you oh, know, okay. investigations, and they figured out they're not real. So they might be out there, and we know that in some ways they are real. If you look, think about YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. People have been killed, and and but anyway, to 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 bring it back to the mm -hmm. movie, the movie is, um, it's a great movie, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why it's great is the performances are so. Yeah real yeah. right like they never allow the film to become over the top and yeah. it's never exploitative nicholas cage right yeah mm. it's never exploitative film it never is like too violent or anything like that it's a very sober film um it's dark it's very dark but i think uh people will like it because it's such a great nicholas cage performance very restrained performance nicholas cage like yeah. only the edges of it does he have a sort of, <laughs> yeah. kind of weirdness to it but he's kind of very you know this is before he just went total weird <laughs> he was just like oh, okay yeah i saw that movie um it's dark i yeah. think for a lot it's not for a lot of people but i really liked it because he he has this like this family like life right Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, now you got to go to New York and figure this out. Yeah. And like, in order to figure it out, he has to go into the underworld or yeah, yeah. porn. So, yeah, the real uh, uh, porn yeah. underworld. Yeah. And people have to understand, I think if people are younger than, let's say if you're younger than like 30, 35, I mean, if you're, if you're 18 right now or you're yeah. 20 right now, you wouldn't, won't understand this world. But if you grew up in the mid-90s, you'll understand the sort of, CD world that you could kind of get a glimpse of, yeah, yeah, but you really couldn't get inside. So it kind of reminded me of growing up in the '90s because you hear about things, but then you didn't see them. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little time capsule in a way. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, uh, one, where is it playing? Uh, it's playing. You can see it. I believe it still is on uh, Tubi. Tubi, but, okay, yeah. Uh, to be Amazon, you know, mm -hmm. and, and those streaming uh, uh, sites will have it. Uh, and what do you give it? Um, I give it an eight. An eight? I think wow. it's really good. I, I think it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's controversial. The screenwriter disowned it and refused wow. to watch it because he wanted it really, really, really dark. Like, ah. apparently, his version, Ooh. and according to the screenplay, he wrote seven. 
seven yeah. versions of it? He wrote the movie Seven. Oh, Seven. Oh, Seven. Yeah. Movie seven. So, okay. yeah. And so he wrote Seven, and he wanted David Fincher to direct it. Mm. And the ending that was in the screenplay is Nicolas Cage's character so distraught from having witnessed what was on the film yeah. that he drives his car into a bridge and kills himself. Basically. Wow. He's just so distraught. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, you could argue you want that, but I mean, the film's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty like good. The yeah. one, I mean, it's like, oh, I don't, I didn't get that. I'm like, you got to, Seven was good, yeah. and then this is really good. I mean, to me, it's like a companion piece yeah. to Seven. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I mean, that's that's a little tangent, but. Yeah, no, I, I like that movie. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, go, hey. Yeah, no, I really like that movie, so I, I have to say, like, it's, yeah, Nicolas Cage, yeah, he wasn't crazy. He was like yeah. holding it together. Like, yeah. He yeah. acted like really, yeah. really well there. Yeah. All right. So I have, <clears throat> excuse me, a Japanese film, a Japanese film mm -hmm. from 1962, black and white. Yeah. Subtitles. I know. Uh, yeah. It's playing on the in the Criterion Channel. Uh -huh. uh, it's called Harakiri. Okay. Uh, and Harakiri is basically uh -huh. when you yeah. commit suicide. Yeah. Um, and stars. In a very interesting way, you have a person uh -huh. uh, come into the house of this lord. Yeah. He has a clan. Uh -huh. And this person says, you know, it will, it will be an honor for me to commit Harakiri in your palace. Yeah. Uh, and that was something that was done, like, that's how the samurais used to do it. Yeah. Um, and they're confused because in those days, samurais, samurais were doing that in order to either get money or get a job. Yeah. And so the person says, to you, yeah, I know, I, I know what you're thinking. Okay, like, what are you, what are you watching? Movie Migs? Listen, this yeah. movie, I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so he brings the guy in. It's like, well, I'm going to interview you before you do this. And he tells him a story of a younger samurai that came in. And he tried to do the same thing. And he ended up having to commit suicide for real. <laughs> but the thing is, hold on, Uncle Bill. Yeah. Because if you commit suicide with uh, with that sword, yeah. then it's fast. It's, yeah. You die like really. It's like yeah. a minute or so. Yeah. The guy had sold the samurai. The younger samurai had sold his swords, and he had oh my god, this is so bad. Wooden swords. So it, <laughs> it is it is nuts when you see like trying to like. <laughs> and so you're like, what? Who filmed this? But the thing is, uh, yeah. Uncle Bill, is that that aging samurai that that comes in first yeah. or comes in first because yeah. he, he, at the beginning of the movie yeah uh he's the father-in-law of that guy and so there's all these stories that he's telling the lord yeah and through that more things happen but the movie i am it has so many twists and turns it's so good uncle mm -hmm. bill like i i you have to see it criteria okay. channel you have to go see that movie okay awesome. you you i think you because you like slow movies yeah you will love this movie okay um anyways i give it a seven uh, -huh. uh because i was like wow this is so good i mean it is when that guy's trying to do without like wood yeah. sword it's it's pretty yeah. painful um Awesome. Anyways, yeah. How did you uh, hear about that movie? Um, I, I, so I was looking at uh, mm -hmm. samurai movies. I was like, oh, I just want to see some, some like sword yeah. fighting and like something with a good yeah. plot. Yeah. And that movie came up. I was like, oh, let me go see it. And okay. It, cool. it just, it just did it for me. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. What was it made? 
I'm sorry? What, what was the year? 1962. So okay, it was black awesome. and white. Okay, um, so it was right around that time. They yeah. started phasing out the samurai. Yes. They didn't make a lot of samurai movies because they started making samurai TV shows. Yes, so Uncle Bill. Wow. Yeah. See, that's why I love Uncle Bill. Like, yeah. He has all this information. I, was, I started reading about it. I was like, how come they stop making these movies? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, here's why they stopped making this movie. Like, yeah. Oh, wow, that's yeah. so good. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's transition to the... Trailers. What did you got? What did you have for me? What did you see? Well, uh, Portrait of a Woman on Fire. Ah, yeah, I saw that. Tell me what you think about that. I think it looks great. I think uh, I like the way it's shot. Yeah. Yeah. There's that scene where she's like, mm-hmm. the dress is on, her skirt is on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And she just stands there, and the woman is like, oh, I'll just take this. I just take this moment into my memory, so I yeah. can like paint uh, yeah. that later. Um, yeah, I, I really yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. It's it's playing the theaters right now. I have the French Dispatch. Okay. Wes Anderson, black and white sometimes in color. Uh, it looks good. Uh-huh. I don't know how you feel about Wes Anderson. Sometimes yeah. I he's mean, a hate or miss. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Mm. I, I was surprised that he had. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? actor black actor uh yeah i don't know his yeah. name but i know who you're talking about yes. yeah i'm uh. surprised because normally his films are pretty white yes yeah so he had some criticism from making his last movie which is a like a japanese film but there's no japanese spoken uh, and i think he now has decided to be more inclusive because there's other people of color I, I know i mean yeah. that's what i'm saying I mean, there's just an asian guy but yeah. i'm like is this are these people going to be actual yeah. Because I understand who the character, yeah. he, the African-American yeah. actor, the character Uncle is Uncle Bill, being. we have like yeah. 10 seconds. Do you, anything else you want to say? Yeah. Sorry, I took so, a joke. No, no, it's fine. No, no, we'll talk about it next time. But I, I kind of, I, I know who's being. Um, yeah. yeah. So, he, 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 it looks good. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, folks, take care. Mm-hmm. See ya. Good luck and good night. Good night.